0: Corinthians this morning, the 8th chapter, 2nd Corinthians chapter 8, thank you so much, amen, amen, as Sister Miller was singing that song about hallelujah, amen, I was thinking of that old song, I wonder what would happen if all the cartoon characters got saved, <laughs> hallelujah, you ever heard that song, yeah. wonder what if all cartoon character got saved, yabba doo ya. yabba dabba doo can you imagine? <laughs> Amen, you want to stand for the reading of God's word this morning. Amen. Thanks Brother Miller for a wonderful Sunday school lesson this morning. Amen. Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse one through nine this morning. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestow on the churches of Macedonia how that in a great trial of afflictions the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. And this they did not as we hope, but first gave their own selves to the Lord, and unto us by the will of God. And so much that we desire Titus that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as you abound in everything, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, and in all diligence, and in your love to us, seeing that you abound in this grace also. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich amen praise god amen and i want to minister to you from this thought this at morning amen for while proven the sincerity of your love proven the sincerity of your love father we thank you again this morning god thank you for your loving kindness and tender mercies and blessings upon us this day god sweet holy spirit sweet heavenly doves stay with us god and We will give you glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated this morning. Amen. Proving the sincerity of your love. Sister Barb, it's good to see you. Glad you're feeling a little better. Amen. Trooping on. Amen. Praise God. God works quick. We prayed for her before Sunday school and she shows up. Amen. Proving the sincerity of your love. We often use many things to prove our love towards others. We buy flowers. We buy candy. We buy jewelry. We send cards. We take trips together. We do phone calls. We go out for dinner. We send letters. We purchase articles of clothing, trying to buy the right gift and to prove our love for those that we say that we love. Now, especially this month, Valentine's Day next week, it has been reported that billions of dollars will be spent that day by men and women trying to prove and to show their love. You know, there's been many songs that is written about love, whether secular or in the church. There's been many songs that has been written trying to portray love. You see, if we say that we love someone, then usually we go out of our way to prove that we do love them. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 7 through 8, Moses writing to the children of Israel, He says, The Lord did not set His love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people. For you were yet the fewest of all people. But because the Lord loved you, and because He would keep the oath which He had sworn unto your fathers, have the Lord brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondage and out of the house of Pharaoh king of Egypt. Moses wanted them to understand that God had showed His love to them. Amen. God loved them. God had a promise. God had a vow to Abraham that His children, His seed would go into captivity, but He would bring them out. God proved His love. Amen. That while we were yet sinners, the Bible says, Christ died for us. Jesus, speaking of the same concept, says that we draw near to Him with our hearts and our, I mean with our mouth and our lips, but our heart is far away from Him. You see, true love is all about Action and behavior its more than lip service or just saying that and and trying to present it by saying it is with actions and behavior. It is a heart thing that we have to get into. It's about feelings in our soul and more character uh, that begins to develop when we say that we really love someone. If I were to ask you right now where your heart is, where will you tell me? I pray it is. Amen. You know, the Bible goes on in Deuteronomy 6, 4, 5 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Amen. And so God is calling to you and I that the first commandment is that we are to love God with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our mind because because everything else flows from that understanding that you know who God is and that you really love Him. The Apostle Peter, amen, had told Jesus Christ, don't everybody else be offended of you. And don't everyone else leave you. I will never leave you. And we know that the night that Jesus was arrested and just before His crucifixion, amen, He turned after He had died and raised again and he was on the shores and His disciples had been out all night fishing. And when they came in the next morning, the Bible says that they had taken 152 large fish. And Jesus contacted them from the shores and says, Children, have you any meat? Amen. And as they came to shore on the fire, they found meat and bread. And Jesus said to them, Come and dine. And as they ate... And you notice the Bible says in John twenty one fifteen, so when they had dined, after Jesus had fed them, after he had fellowship with them, he turned to Simon Peter. Isn't it amazing that in scriptures you don't find Jesus asking anybody else if they love him but Peter? He turns to Simon Peter and he says, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? And Peter says, yea, Lord, I love you. And he says, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And Peter said, yea, Lord, you know I love you. He says, feed my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? And the Bible says Peter was grieved and says, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. Amen. Three times God asked Peter this question. Do you love me? And if you love me, Peter, you're going to have to prove it to me. And here's the requirements that I want you to use, Peter, to prove to me that you really love me. I want you to feed my lambs, Peter. I want you to get into a Sunday school class with the children. Amen. I want you to go down to the toddler class. I want you to teach little children about this love that I have for them. I want you to teach the little children Peter what it means for me to give my life for them. I want you to teach little children about me as well Peter if you love me. Peter if you love me I want you to teach my sheep. Amen. I want you to teach my teenagers. I want you to teach my adults. I want you to teach everyone about who I am. You see love for God God is going to push you to the test. Amen. If you say, I love you, if you make a vow to God, he's going to come into your homework. He's going to come into your area and he's going to ask you, do you love me? You see, it's easy to say, I love someone. But the proof of the test is sincerity and your actions and your behavior. The Jesus says in John 14:15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And my commandments are not grievous. They're not weighty, they're not heavy. If you love me, Keep my commandments. Because the first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord my God is one Lord, and you must love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, On these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. Amen. Everything else flows with how much you love God and how much you love you. Amen. If you love God, you should love you. Praise God. The book of Hosea in the Old Testament is just a book of love. It's God showing you and I what happens when we say we love God, but we love the world more, amen, than we do Him, amen. If I say I love God, then God should be first and foremost. Nothing should be able to come between us. You see, the book of Hosea is a story of a man told by God to marry a harlot, amen, And she wants to continue to fornicate with the world. But he's trying to show his love. And this is a portrayal of God to you and I. God is trying to say, I'm Hosea, but you're Goma, amen. And I'm trying to show you how much I really love you and how much I really care. But you want to keep fornicating and hanging out with the world. You've got to love me with all your heart with all your mind, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. You see, the proof of your love is when your back is against the wall. Amen. When the bills are overdue and everything seems to be going wrong in your life, if you love God, then you're going to continue to stay firm and steadfast to God. This is what Paul is saying. Who shall separate me from the love of God? Shall tribulations, shall distress, shall persecution, shall famine, shall nakedness, their peril. Our sword. He says nay as it is written for our sake we are killed all the day long we are counted as sheep to the slaughter. He says nay and all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us for I am persuaded that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus my Lord if you look at the list that Paul gives to you and I those things can separate you from God a lot of people separate when somebody dies they blame God they they don't hold to their love When, when trials and things come into their lives they blame God But if you love someone, see, that's why marriage is from let death do us part because you constantly prove the sincerity of your love. Amen. So Paul is trying to let the church at Corinth here this morning to get them back to see where they had started and where they were going. Amen. Because the church at Corinth, they started out doing the right thing. Amen. They was on the right choice. They was given. They was doing what was right. And so all of a sudden they got off course. And so Paul is calling them back to remembrance. And so what Paul does here is he's trying to let them see. He's comparing them to the church of Philippi. And the church of Philippi, Paul wrote to them in Philippians chapter 4, verse 10. He says, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly. Notice that now at the last your care of me have flourished again wherein you were careful, but you liked opportunity. In other words, Paul says, I know you had great concern for me, but you didn't have the opportunity to show me just how much you really loved me. He says, but now you have. He says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, there will to be content. I know both how to be abased, I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed, both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding you have well done that you did communicate with my Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire to give, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all in abound. I am full, having received these things which... Which were sent from you an order of a sweet smell, a sacrifice accepted, well pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Paul is letting the church of Philippi knows they showed, they proved their love for the things of God and for the man of God. Amen. But the church at Corinth, which started out, was given, all of a sudden they got up the wrong track they are starting to go the wrong way they are no longer showing their love so Paul tells the church in Corinth, he says look I'm not commanding you to give I'm not commanding you the scripture doesn't say it amen, he says I'm not doing anything of that nature he says but I'm going to compare you to your sister churches the Philippian church because they were given out of abundance amen, they didn't have to give either, but this is what they did and they did it to prove their love and so what I'm trying to get you to see Paul said to the church at Corinth is not a command but I'm going to prove your love if you say that you love God then it comes down to how much you give to God how much of your time do you give to God how much of your talent do you give to God how much of your treasure do you give to God that's what proves amen how much you really truly love God Paul says. Amen. He says, I want you to think, Church of Philippians, how much the grace of God was to you. Amen. He didn't have to save you and I, is what Paul is saying. But by the grace of God, amen, by the mercies of God, he looked beyond my faults uh, and he saw my needs. His grace is sufficient for me. Amen. We need to understand, as Paul said, he became poor so that I could become rich. Amen. For greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for a friend. As Jesus told Nicodemus, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believe in Him was not perish but have everlasting life. Praise God. How much do you love Him? Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord says through the prophet Isaiah, in Isaiah 43, that you are my chosen, saith the Lord, and my servants. Amen. He says, I gave Ethiopia, I gave Sabean for you. In other words, God says, I gave up other people because I loved you. Amen. Stop and think about that for a moment. Who else did God reject for you? His love to you. How much? We know in the second Samuel when David had numbered the children of Israel and God sent a famine to begin to destroy people. Gad came to David and said, the Lord says to build an altar and to sacrifice to me. Amen. And David went to Arona and Aroma had a thrusting floor threshing floor, excuse me. And David went to Arona and said, sell me your threshing floor. And Arona said to David, no, I won't sell it to you, king. I'll give it to you. David says, no, no, no. You don't understand here, Arona. Arona says, yes, David, I'll give it to you for nothing. And matter of fact, David, I will even give you the oxes to sacrifice on it. And David says, no, I will not give the Lord's nothing that doesn't cost me Yes something. Amen. It's got to cost me, David said. I'm not going to give God to anything. I understand, Arona, you love me as a king. Amen. And you're trying to show me how much you love me. But if I give God what you give me, that's not a sacrifice. It's got to cost me something, Arona. And so you sell it to me. And he brought it for 50 pieces of silver. Today that would car- would translate into thousands and thousands of dollars, amen, because David wanted to present to God something that was valuable, something that was important. Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. I've Try to give God something that's going to cost me something. A sacrifice is not a sacrifice if it doesn't cost you and it doesn't hurt you. The woman with the issue of blood... The Bible tells us you find this story in, and, and the Gospels over and over again. And the Bible says that Jesus, Amen, was invited to a man's house with Simon. When you look at one translation, he says Simon the leper. In other words, he was one of the lepers that Jesus had healed. When you look and you read, you also find out that Simon the leper is the father of Judas Iscariot, Amen. And you begin to look in there, and he invites Jesus uh, to. Come to his house, uh, and Jesus comes to his house. And as Jesus is sitting, we know the story the woman with the alabaster box, uh, she came in, she's weeping, she's crying, and she comes in behind Jesus and she breaks her alabaster box, uh, and she began to anoint his feet, uh, amen, and wash his feet with her tears uh, and to dry them with her hair. And Simon the leper, who should have been excited since Jesus had already forgiven him, amen, of his leprosy. Should have been excited, but he turns and he says, in himself, if she knew what type of woman this was, he would not let her touch him. And Jesus knew what was in his heart and how he was thinking. And Jesus said to him, Simon, I want to ask you a question. And he says, Master, say on. And Jesus said there was two creditors. One owed him 50 pence and the other owed him 500. And when they didn't have anything to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Now tell me which one is going to love him most. And Simon says, well, I suppose the home was forgiven most. And he says, you have rightly judged. He says, you see this woman? I came into your house, Simon. And water to wash my feet you gave me not. But she has not ceased to wash my feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair. A kiss, Simon, you gave me not. This woman has not ceased to kiss my feet. Or to anoint my head, Simon, you gave me not. But she has not ceased to anoint my feet. He says, "Though her sins are many, yet they are forgiven her, because whom love little will give little, but to whom who give much, much is required." So he was saying, "Simon, you had every opportunity to show me how much you loved me, and you didn't do a thing about it, but she did." She went out of her way. She was willing to sacrifice her best that she had to prove her love for me. But Simon, you didn't take the opportunity to show me how much you really loved me. Abel proved his sincerity of his love when he brought the first and the best sacrifice. But Cain did not prove his love for the Lord. Amen. You see, faith is one of those things that pushes us to love God even more. This is why we have to walk by faith and not by sight. Abraham proved his love for God when he was willing to offer unto God his only begotten son, Isaac, amen. Abraham wanted a son, but when God says, Abraham, sacrifice Isaac back to me, he was willing to do it. Why? Because he wanted to prove His love to God. Amen. And how much you really love Him. Your back is going to be against the wall, I'm here to tell you. But will you still love Him? Will you love Jesus more than anything else? It's not a commandment to give to God. But if you're going to prove the sincerity of Of your love. Then you have to be willing. To give of yourself. First and foremost. And then everything else. Will flow from that. David says I love the Lord. Amen. Because he has heard my cry and my supplication. What is going to separate you from God's love? What would you say if Jesus asked you the same thing he asked Peter three times? Simon, do you love me? Vince, do you love me? Do you love me? What would you say if God asked you three times if you love him? Paul says, I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. To prove the sincerity of your love requires action. It requires a behavior change. No matter what you go through in life, the scriptures lets us know that we are more than conquerors through him that love us. John lets us know that greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. So there's no reason as a child of God for you to not love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. There is no reason in your life for God not to be first and foremost in everything that you do. There's no excuse. Amen. When you think about what God has done for you and me. Amen. When He was on the cross, I and you were on His mind. He knew us. And yet, He loved us. He whose glory makes the heavens shine. As the old song says, I come to the garden along while the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ear, the sound of God discloses. And He walks with me. And He talks with me. And He tells me that I am His own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. He speaks in the sound of his voice it is so sweet that the birds hush their singing and the melody that He gave to me within His heart is ringing and He walks with me and He talks with me and He tells me I am His own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known. He speaks in the sound of His voice. It is so sweet that the birds hush their singing and the melody that He gave to me within my heart is ringing and He walks with me. And he talks with me and he tells me that I'm his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I stay in the garden with them. Though the night around me be fallen, He bids me go through the voice of woe. But in my heart, He's still calling, and He walks with me, and He talks with me, and He tells me I am His all. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has never known. As the one songwriter says, "I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, barely, deeply stained within." Sink to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despair and cry. From the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love lifted me. God proved his sincerity of his love for you and for me. Amen. How much more should we prove the sincerity of our love to him by doing the things that he's asking you and I to do in his word? How strong is your love for him this morning? Let's stand this morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. That woman with the issue of blood, amen, she pressed her way through the crowd, amen, to get a hold of his garment. And we know the story, how Martha, how Mary, they loved the Lord. We know, amen, that Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early in the morning, amen, because she loved the Lord, amen. They proved the sincerity, Of their love. Amen. And thank God that men and women today. Are still preaching the sincerity. Of the truth of the gospel. Because they love the Lord. Amen. And I'm glad you are here today. It shows that you love the Lord. But if you want to extend the sincerity of your love. It's got to come with your giving. It's got to be about your giving of yourself. First and foremost. Your time. Your time. And your talents to the Lord. Amen. I want to open these altars for you today. Maybe you need to make a new commitment today to God. To prove the sincerity of your love to Him. Amen. Praise God. He loves you more than you can ever fathom. How much do you love Him? God asks you that question. How much do you love me? What would be your answer? Would your answer be true? If it was on a scale of 1 to 10, and 10 being the highest, where would you fall on the scale? Every born-again believer should fall at a 10. It should always be a 10. It should never drop lower at 10. Because you made a vow to love Him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. As they sing this morning, I want you to encourage you this morning. Amen. Maybe you got a little cold in your love relationship. Maybe there's something between you and God this morning. Maybe others has came in between you and God. I want to encourage you, see, because if, if anything has come between you and God is closer to God than you are, see, and you don't want that. You want to be close and then let everything else fall in behind you. Let God be right here and you right up against Him for the rest of your life and you'll see what a difference it'll make in your life. Amen. Prove in the sincerity this morning of your love for Him. Prove the sincerity of your love for God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.